I got the crane. Sweet to taste. Saccharin. Cause I'm hot, hot, say what? Sticky sweet. From my head, head, my head, to my feet. Do you take sugar? One lump or two, Jenny. Oh, three or four. <coughs> the world needs more Pete Puma. Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox. Kyle Bear here. You get weird spam emails all the time, right? I mean, sometimes, you know, it's like, hey, wire me money and you'll be rich. Uh, a Nigerian prince or, or kings, you know, all the, all, the, all the weird scams you get, right? Well, I got a really weird email this week, and uh, I'm going to have Sir Reginald Von Pimpernuckle IV read it because I believe he can make it sound more dignified than, than I ever could. Go ahead, Reggie. Mm, thank you. Kyle, you think that onanism is a bad habit? Because I believe it is. This is just awful. Well, forget it. I do not denounce you to each their own, but I'm vomiting of the genres that you love. I wager you would never confess to your family your odious stuff. I bet you never know that once you beaver away, you may become blind and sink into a coma. You know there's a software which takes control over your device. What will your loved ones feel when they see your habit? The rules are as simple as that. You pay me and I won't send the tape which was filmed via your web camera to your family and co-workers that are in your email contact list. I bet your reputation will be really smeared and it's going to be very hard to come out of it. This is a fair claim for rescuing yourself 1245 US dollars. I'm willing to grant you 48 from the time you read my email. I monitor it to meet my requirements, or I'll do what I promised. Only you and your wallet can resolve the problem. Thanks, Reggie. And thank you very much, sir. That's like the most obnoxious paper crinkling sound ever. Oh, God, we sat on a cat, which means it's the Sat Cats Club. People who send boostograms, custom messages sent with Satoshis. That's what the SAT stands for. Micropayments and tiny bits of Bitcoin sent to Podcast 2.0 podcasts, such as the one you're listening to now. You want to know how to stream these SATs yourself? You're going to need a cool app from newpodcastapps.com. I got a detailed rundown of how to get you set up. All you have to do is check the link in the show notes. Dave Jones from the Podcasting 2.0 and the Podcasting Index sent me 2112 SATs because he, just like I, a huge Rush fan. Oh, my God. I've seen Rush like seven or eight times. I even saw their final show at the L.A. Forum. I know all the way back to the Power Windows Tour in 1985. But anyway, Dave sent those sats using the Castomatic app, which is a web-based podcast player. His Boostagram message says, have you seen the trailer for the Wheel of Time series? If so, what do you think? And are you familiar with those books? Only in name. I know that it's a big fantasy type show and Amazon has picked it up and I have not watched the trailer yet. And here's the thing with me. I'm more of a movie TV show kind of guy. So if they do it right, I won't know because I don't read the source material. All I can tell you is, is it good visual entertainment? So uh, we'll see. Dreb Scott sent 6,182 sats using Podfriend. He was letting me know that Bing Image Search has some nice filters that you could turn on, and one of them is Image Layout Bing Square. Yeah, yeah, we were discussing 
how the images on my uh, various chapters, when you play it back on a Podcasting 2.0 app, you get the images, right? And some of the images I have are rectangular, and then they get chopped off when they display. So I really need to stick to square images. But that's good to know. It's like, first of all, that Bing still exists and that people still use it. Because I do everything myself on this podcast. <laughs> I do all the voices. I do all the editing. I even threw together the intro music using some iPad apps, random music generators. And the awesome folks at Buzzsprout, who are my podcast hosts, they, they've already implemented a lot of cool 2.0 features like uh, uploading images and dividing uh, the show into chapters so people can skip around. And even what they call dynamic content, which is a pre-roll or post-roll, you know, something you'll hear at the beginning or the end of the show that I can apply to any episode in the uh, archive here and yank them whenever I want. So no matter what episode you listen to, you can hear something very topical like my upcoming convention appearance or live stream announcements, blah, 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 blah. So once again, kudos to Buzzsprout for being awesome. And thank you, Dreb and Dave, for your Satoshi donations. Question of the week. What is your favorite social media platform? And why? Kaiser the Advisor says, if Discord counts as social media, yeah, I think it does, sir. I would put it here because of all the interactivity you can do on there. SpoofyBoy13 says, probably Reddit because of all the platforms that is in Reddit and different pages you can look at in there, as well as voicing your opinions and stuff like that. Well, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what any message board does. Of course, Reddit is super popular because of the memes. Let's face it. Paul Hakari says, if YouTube counts, then it's because of the creativity and lack thereof exhibited there. Scott Wolf goes a little deeper and says, probably Minds. Have you guys tried that social network there? Yeah, well, there isn't a whole lot of people there now. It is one of the few that allows editing your post and then some. Is that a dig at Twitter? Because you still can't edit tweets? But if we're talking classic social media, Scott says, MySpace. Good old MySpace. Back when people cluttered their page with GIFs and memes and auto-playing clips from movies and shows and songs that are really, really loud. It's like, you're my top 12 friend. Arianti says, currently, Twitter. I know, I know, super unpopular opinion, but hear me out. I enjoy being able to customize my feed to my liking. I enjoy being able to just block ads and people I don't want to see. I'm luckily surrounded by like minds on Twitter, and it's nice. I sure do miss MySpace and Neopets, though. Simpler times. Yeah, that pesky algorithm at Twitter. I mean, yeah, it'll 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 show you some things that uh, the computer overlords have deemed that uh, you'll find interesting. But what the Twitter overlords, and as much as I love Twitter, I hate that the algorithms bury every time I promote this podcast because every time it was I had no idea that you streamed. I had no idea that you had a podcast. It's like I I promote this a lot new question of the week what's your favorite music streaming service i'm all about the apple music or back in the day beats i've been with spotify here and there through the years and i love their interface it looks really great i love the dark mode and all that but now apple music has dark mode so and they have a way better selection and spotify is not the greatest in terms of podcasting you know uh, that whole paywall thing and yeah where do you listen to your music some people even listen to youtube what about you? Is it Google? Is it Amazon? Deezer? Lemonol? Just uh, tweet at me at BoomboxPod. Shoot me an email, theintergalacticboombox at gmail.com, or go to kylebear.com, click on podcast, and leave a voicemail. I will compile the replies and post them next week. Marvel and DC have made it known to their freelance artists that creating and selling NFTs, a.k.a. non-fungible tokens, based on their intellectual property is strictly forbidden. Makes sense, since essentially an artist is directly profiting off of art of a character they don't own. Marvel has announced plans to utilize artists for NFT opportunities, in particular with an app called Veve. 
NFTs are digital collectibles that are a huge craze in the art collector world and have expanded to music and movies. And even Jack Dorsey, head of Twitter, sold his very first tweet as an NFT. It sold for $2.9 million. Not like he needed it. How this works, as far as I understand, from what I gather, is that rich people bid on online auctions using Ethereum, which is a type of crypto, to become an exclusive owner of a specific digital property. Sure, you could just right-click and save a copy, but the selling point is you'd actually own the original. Ooh, ah. Collectibles for the Internet age. The value is driven by investor demand, and each NFT is one of a kind, and fans love that limited nature of them, right? Ooh, limited edition. Hmm. Right now, it seems very niche in a rich person's game. But if NFTs expand to all sorts of mainstream creative applications, maybe more people would be interested. And if you make it more affordable, that'd be nice too. You know, and not priced out of the general population's hands because of collector speculation. Is it really worth the cost of a fancy sports car to have bragging rights to say you own, say, a meme from 10 years ago? Well... One of my all-time favorite movies is John Carpenter's The Thing. Not only is it one of the greatest movies ever made, it's one of the greatest remakes ever made. It's sci-fi, it's horror, it's suspenseful, it's got a great score, of course, John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, and a cast of awesomeness where paranoia is king, and Rob Bottin's often imitated but never duplicated practical effects that still hold up. Universal just dropped a brand new 4K disc, that's actually in 4K, not just a 2K version of a 4K master. But you might want to hold on to your Scream Factory uh, collector's edition from a few years ago because all of those special features aren't on this new disc. But you do get an uptick in uh, picture quality. So if you're a completist, chances are you probably own multiple versions of your favorite movies anyway. So yeah, you got to pick up the new Thing 4K DVD, which comes with a Blu-ray and a digital code. But you know what the Thing needs? It needs a sequel. My God, I'm not going to get into spoiler territory, but let's just say that that movie has the perfect ending. But people always wonder what happens after the ending. And I didn't know this, but I was reading an article on Screen Rant. Does anyone remember this? Back in 2005, Sci-Fi Channel had a four-hour sequel miniseries named Return of the Thing. But being that uh, most people haven't heard of it, that tells you the quality. And apparently there is an upcoming The Thing project that has been rumored to purportedly expand upon uh, Dark Horse Comics' sequel series, The Thing from Another World, which is the name of the original The Thing movie from the 50s, and could actually have some expansion stuff from the original novella Frozen Hell, which was recently crowdfunded and released with cool artwork and the audiobook version by fellow voice actor Yuri Lowenthal. And seeing as The Thing basically imitates whatever it gets a hold of, that's like an endless opportunity to, to see what other permutations you would see, just like with the Xenomorph from aliens. Ooh, imagine that as a crossover. The Thing, and Alien, and Predator. But you know why else a sequel would totally work? It's because a prequel didn't. They had that CG fest that was just god-awful from the 2011 The Thing, that basically had all the story beats as The Thing, but yet it was a prequel. Which I've never seen because I hear how awful it is, but I have seen little YouTube videos of what the actual practical effects looked like. I would give that a shot. I'd actually watch the movie if that was what they went for. I also think think it would be awesome if John Carpenter would come out of retirement, you know, not just score things like the Halloween new movies, but actually direct again. Come on, Johnny. I'd watch a thing sequel if they brought back Kurt Russell 
just to see him wear that sombrero again. Tell me I'm wrong. Mad Max Fury Road is one of the greatest movies of the past 10 years. Easily one of the greatest action movies of all time. And I love collectibles just like the next guy. But how cool would it be to own one of those death mobiles from the film? Turns out 13 vehicles screen used from Fury Road are hitting the auction block at Lloyd's Classic Car Auctions. Of course, Furiosa's War Rig, the Doof Wagon, Nux's car. And who can forget the Cirque du Soleil on crack? You know, the pole car? Pontiac Safari with 20 feet pole counterweight. Shiny and chrome, baby. Each lot is currently listed with a $1 starting offer. I have a feeling the final amounts earned from this auction will not be mediocre. Hey, a quick reminder that the Nintendo Switch now has an update where you can listen with Bluetooth audio. Finally! So I'm going to go update my Switch right now. That's all the time we have. Remember, never interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake. Instead, record it on your phone and go viral on TikTok. That's way more fun. Until next time, I'll see you on the flippity-floppity.